G'day gang, Simo and Ed back for another episode of the Fast Line Track Growth Show where we talk about all things business and karting. Cool, hi there. Now, what are we going to talk about today, Ed? Interesting one today. I think in the past, a lot of our stuff has been very positive, and, and this will be mm. positive as well today. But what I mean is, the last few uh, videos, in fact, all of them till now, what are we, 17 mm. or 18 deep, they have all been talking about stuff that you can implement into your business, and we say, if you follow these steps or do these things, mm. then something wonderful happens, and, uh, you know... We all live in this land where you just follow a few simple mm. steps and business flourishes. And we all know, really, if you've ever owned a business, or you own one currently, <laughs> it's not all uh, love, laughter, <coughs> flowers, moonlight, candlelight, and soft music. Sometimes there is a bit more of a negative side, and I think we're going to just address that today in a positive way. <laughs> but today we're talking about sabotage. Oh. It happens, doesn't it? Yep. Uh, when I had, back when I had my proper business, oh, there was a few months when it was rife. It's something I think we should uh, recognise, talk about a bit about what it is, and also just ways to avoid it as well, because mm -hmm. it can really undermine all your efforts. So despite all the good stuff we share with you, mm -hmm. that will help your go-kart track grow. Uh, if we don't get this right, crikey, we really are starting to try and push water uphill or something. Mm -hmm. like so... What is sabotage? Good, a bloody a BGQ, mm. bloody BGQ. good question. Yeah. Yeah. So, what is sabotage, or how do we recognise it? So, mm. the one I always go to first of all is theft. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, not theft and that you it, might always think of. No, it's not the nicking of product or candy bar or a bottle of beer. We're talking about, the, you know, the theft of IP, the theft of databases. Yeah. You know, it could be anything like that. Yeah. Well, we, yeah, because we always think five finger discounts. Mm. I mean, if you've mm. got branded products and you've got an employee just taking a candy bar mm. every week, that actually, you need to sell a lot of candy bars to go and replace it mm. with branded products. So very, very quickly, that could be a loss-making situation. Mm. So we don't discount the fact that there could be stock theft in terms of product. Mm. But I think the real big damage to your business does come around intellectual property, the IP, mm. and it also comes around databases. Mm. But boy... It takes a lot of time, effort, and money to go and get intellectual property into place, doesn't it? And most yeah. businesses don't even realise they've got it. <laughs> no. no, I mean, you know, we spent five years building up the ultimate rental race suit. That was nicked. Was it? Yeah. Well, and they, that, that was their whole business, going to branch out and doing that. We should perhaps have no, talked about no. it in a bit of detail. No. That's <laughs> got to, it's got to hurt us, yeah. and that is yeah. smart quite a little no. bit more than a little bit mm. and, and it does hurt there's always somebody in a business that's not always pulling in the same direction no. you think you've got a team you're all building towards something and uh, that just hurts doesn't it mm. and the other classic walking mm. off with databases yeah um, if somebody at your go-kart track walks out and they've got a list of every single customer that used to turn up at your go-kart mm. track and they go and open up uh, an escape room or something down mm. the road then uh, crikey that could mm. be a massive impact on your business but it's it's theft I tell you yeah really just uh, blooming annoys me so first thing first mm. theft and also recognising mm. the different forms mm. of it then I'd probably go into what I call bad mouthing mm. yeah yes so sabotage really is anything mm. that undermines the business of yes. bad-mouthing. Mm. It's just a classic. Mm. Bad-mouthing the company, bad-mouthing its products, yeah. bad-mouthing other employees. Oh, yeah. You know, it's not just in person. You know, these days with social media... That can absolutely kill you. Yeah. 
that doesn't even have to be directly related to your go-kart tracks. No. Somebody who's going home most evenings and sitting down and ranting about political stuff that's going on night after night will have just as much of an impact as they've got where they work. Yeah. Written in their uh, headline piece on their mm. social media accounts. Mm. They'll start to think, well, birds of a feather flock together, yeah. as we say in the UK, and I'm sure it's uh, globally, but people of the similar ilk tend to hang out together. Mm. So just being damned by association is such a big problem for businesses that will just undermine all your efforts that you're looking to put together. Mm. Other areas? The scam. The scam? Explain. Well, I think this is possibly more B2C, so this is specifically within that go-kart track arena, and possibly why you need me mm. to explain it, because you're more B2B. Yes. In fact, totally B2B. But mm. B2C, there's always some scam that you hear about down at the local pubs, in the morning, hey, here's a great way to get in free. Here's how you get that extra beer down the pub. There's always some scam that everybody knows about, and once right. it's out there, it's just sabotaging your business, and you can be blissfully unaware for a long while until it starts to show up in stock taking mm. or you stumble across so, it. So how to get the 99p Big Mac yeah. from the <laughs> order board. Yeah, yeah, get it, get it. That's There's always some bloody scam going yeah. on in the business, isn't there? Particularly B2C, so mm. ask your employees mm. what the hell it is or speak mm. to your favorite customers mm. and find out what mm. the scam is and see what happens. Reward them handsomely. Uh, but there's always some bloody scam. Yeah. And uh, and following closely onto that, there's mates rates. Many, many years ago, you know, there was just, we used to go and drink in the bar. My mate mm. was going out with the barmaid. And like, you didn't pay for your drinks, did you? Well, we did, but he always paid less than we paid right. for the round. <laughs> and I'm like, how does that work? So uh, we used to drink a lot more than we drink nowadays. <laughs> and I'm looking at him thinking, hang on a minute. So all these rounds mm. cost less. I think he still owes us a small fortune <laughs> so I might have to go and call the debt in yeah <laughs> but yeah mates rates you know and it's all we're all right mm. and uh, but actually there's a serious underlying issue that will slow your business down mm. so there's I think there'll be other areas of yeah. sabotage there's there's some classics and, and just to put it into context of what we're talking about right. today that that is sort of anything that's undermining your business is sabotaging it mm. good old French word there yeah <laughs> So let's perhaps then move on to then how to avoid it. So we're going to have a look at a, a few bits and pieces. Mm. I've had to jot a few ideas down mm. just to give it a bit of context. But the first one is get your recruiting done correctly. Right, you know, a lot of your staffing issues can mm. be located back to recruitment process. It really is. And it, it's a tough thing to do. Oh, you're not trained. Nobody really trains anyone to do that. <laughs> Well, they're doing HR, but interestingly, you're right, they, they get it wrong. Mm. Um, I can't remember the stats, but traditional recruiting policies, and I'm going to have loads of HR people now mm. screaming at their computer mm. screens while they're watching mm. this video. But even when they get their processes right with all the, you know, best practice... That, that often becomes people. box ticking. Yeah. It doesn't work. I mean, we've been in business for 15 years now. We have recruited quite a few people, mm -hmm. you know, I, I reckon we're only starting to really get a better handle on who you want in what position. Who we want in, in what position yeah. in the last six months. Oh, really? As recent as that? Yeah, I can yeah. imagine that. We, we've stumbled around with lots of things. You've been helping me with the uh, 
recruitment of the sales team, mm-hmm. you've taught me a lot. But I have forced myself to focus on how do we recruit better. Yeah. The, the turnover of staff is, is, is a costly business. Yeah, I think yeah. attrition rates typically mm. in companies are about 13, 15%. Mm. Um, so in real terms, every seven years, you've got to replace everybody mm. in your workforce. That's what that means. Right. Now, in reality, it doesn't quite work like that, but it just means there, that typically there's a lot of churn. If you can get into single-digit percentage attrition rates, you're doing something right. I've got something ringing through my head which just says, hire slowly, fire fast. quickly. Yeah, hire slow, fast. fire fast, yes. There's so much yeah. truth in it because you just need to take mm. time to understand mm. who you've got in front of you. Multiple interviews work well. Yes, with different people. Yes, we implemented that a few years back. So any position will require at least two interviews. Mm-hmm. Someone will do, you typically do the first one and I'll usually do the second one. Yeah. Un- unless it's, if it's for a warehouse, I think Tim and Christian do it um, and I don't get involved. Well, now that would um, be appropriate because mm. that's a really important point. You've got whoever's doing those interviews either needs lots and lots of briefing. Mm. Or they've already got to understand the role at a level where they can mm. confidently hire. And for a management role, mm-hmm. we do three interviews. And mm-hmm. the third interview is usually a task orientated. For example, if I'm hiring a warehouse manager mm-hmm. and I know that there's three areas of, of, of issues in the warehouse, you know, stock control picking efficiencies and something else, right? And so I will task them to go away and give me a presentation on how they will solve those issues. Interesting. Mm. I've been in those types Mm. of interview myself, Mm. so uh, (laughs) not quite for warehouse. Yeah. I've had to go and present back. But, okay, but we we diverge. Yes. How do do we recruit to avoid sabotage? Yes, yeah, so, well, attitude is all important. Oh. Some people will say attitude is everything, but uh, but it, it really isn't. There's got to be some aptitude in there as well. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about that. I think we'll come back around, but yeah, get the attitude right yeah. first of all, and then we'll talk about another point in a short while, mm-hmm. which will just bring that back into focus as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, correctly. But the second thing, get into mm-hmm. accountability for people's actions. So everybody in the organisations needs to be accountable for something. What you can't measure, you can't manage it is one yeah. of the, uh, the addicts. You'll just mm. hear this often. Mm. What I'm really looking to do is identify the non-performers within mm-hmm. my organisation. Now, in a large organisation, they estimate that up to 85% of people aren't doing anything productive. Well, it wouldn't surprise me. In a large organisation, it's easy to hide. Yeah, I think uh, I used to work in IT in a very large mm. organisation and 85% seems low. There, yeah. There was a handful mm. of us genuinely that just mm. used to run the whole bloody business yeah. and uh, there was 15,000 employees globally in it. So uh, I knew everybody who was moving and doing mm. stuff across globally. So um, I can imagine that is quite a true stat. Mm. Oh, dearie me. But yeah, so get people accountable mm. and measure it. Um, and identify the people that aren't performing and, and you know that needs to be addressed which is where one of the points we come back around to. Mm. So the next thing then, need to know basis. What information is is going out there 
it just needs to be to have a bit of thought. Mm. As much as I love like the guys here in the warehouse, mm. there's no point me and you sitting down with them and going through the P and L and going into detail. Yep. Now, it, it'd be great that they can understand that revenues are growing and we've mm. got happier customers mm-hmm. and, and some other bits and measures that would, they would be useful for. Get the right amount of information to the right people, but you don't need to overshare. And part of that then is just aligning the strength of that individual to your goal. Mm-hmm. So it's not just attitude. This comes back to that first point mm-hmm. about recruiting correctly. The attitude, mm-hmm. and everybody says, higher on mm-hmm. attitude, you'll be all right. Yeah. Well, no, there's attitude, there's aptitude, right? But you can have a great attitude mm-hmm. and aptitude and still not get on the company. Mm-hmm. So do the strengths of that individual support your own strengths? Now, there's lots of field for thought in mm-hmm. this area. Some people will say, oh, no, recruit for your weaknesses. But I say, no, just understand what you're good at. Do it well, get people around you that support that strength and go for it. There's a couple of technical areas and bits and pieces that that can be challenged very easily. Mm. But on the whole, I want people, all of us pointing in the same direction with the same goals and the same strengths, same attitude. And we will just, people can then just choose to work with us or not based on what we stand for. That's very interesting because, you know, there is that school of thought out there that says, Hire people where you're weak at. I'm just not a fan of it. <laughs> and you're quite right. If they're not aligned to your culture, you've got, you've got issues. Well, yeah, and I don't want to have those conversations mm. either. Mm. So my accountant's just done my year-end mm. figures at the time of mm. recording. And then he proposed mm. a meeting. And I went, for what? Like, you, like <laughs> the figures look about right. My bookkeeper's already mm. checked them, and you've checked mm. her work. So mm. you're both saying they're, they're aligned. I've done a few checks, mm. so I'm happy. I don't really need to have a meeting with you because he's going to sit and talk figures all day, <laughs> which is fine, mm. but I don't want to speak about figures all day. Mm. My strengths aren't sitting down looking at figures all day. It's about going out and talking to people, developing sales marketing strategies. Mm. You know, I can't ignore the figures completely, but I'm not going to sit and wallow in it for a morning with mm-hmm. my accountant. So even in my own business, my uh, accountants, who I love dearly, I'm not going to spend any time with him. Hi, Martin. But I'm not going to spend a morning or a day speaking mm. about my figures with him. There's no point. Uh, it's not going to help either of us. Uh-huh. The next one then, um, policies to protect. So if you've got policies in place that protect your business, you know, that could usually, be... Usually these come yeah. after the horse has bolted. Well, yeah. As soon as we realise what had got out... Okay. Because I had customers calling me. I had suppliers calling me saying, you know, this is happening, don't you? Oh, no. It's just and it's like, like, oh, no. It was a whole lot of procedures and policies put in place to make sure that there's less chance of this happening. Yeah. So the policies might be, and I'm just trying to think go-kart tracks as well. Mm. But, I mean, I know I had policies around what happened when you took laptops from the company and what, what laptops mm. you worked yeah. on when they left, what happened, mm. what access to which databases had to all be sorted out. Um, I guess on the go-kart track, it could be the policies, people are checked in and out on the track. Mm. Does that then match to the till receipts? Yeah. So those types so, of simple policies would stop mates rates and- Yeah, it, it, it'd be things like, usually the timing system will record the um, hours of cart run. Oh, there you go. And you'd marry that up to your- Revenues. To your, your rides you've sold be locking down that database so that nobody can download it except yeah. the boss. Petrol, theft of petrol oh. is a big one. 
Is it in the go karts? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, most of the, oh. so so what happens is they've got they've got half a dozen jerry cans. Yeah, yeah. Don't put it in the back of the van. Drive down to the petrol station, fill them up, and then drive back. Really? Yeah. Okay, that doesn't sound safe no, to me, but no, I'm not going to get into that argument no, today. That can't no, be what's happening. I don't know how much it's it's happening now, uh-huh. but oh yeah, and I'm still uh, uh, it still happens a lot. Uh, there is a limit, yeah, uh, of how many jerry cans you can carry in the car because there was a discussion on the um, mechanics academy about it. Uh, okay, so mechanics academy. Yeah. If you're watching this video, you don't know what that is. We've got a WhatsApp group. If you're a mechanic and you're in the go karting industry, you need to be on mm. that WhatsApp group. Um, mm. And if you're a truck owner, well, by all means, join in. They tend to be very technical speak. Mm. Um, I don't follow all the conversations. Some of them are extremely technical, but you'd be welcome. But get mm. your mechanics on that group because there's lots of stuff being discussed on there. Yeah. But that thing there with the jerry cans would be a classic where somebody could just go and put a little bit of petrol in their car yeah. while you're not really paying attention. Underfill the jerry cans because you'd, be, you'd know how much fuel went. See, you've got that sort of mind. Mm. <laughs> oh, I'm always thinking of the ways you could be hoodwinked and then how to, you know, cover for it. You know, I, I used to run bars and... Things like that, so I had to be on the um, lookout for all, all the different scams. Yeah, I see. You know, the classic one is not turning off the line. See, in in Oz, what we would do is at night we would make sure the lines were clear of beer. Yeah, yeah. Right, and this one place I worked worked at, the lines were huge. Yeah. Like it was right across the food court in the, in the okay. hotel, right? So it's going to take, and, gonna take a while was, to clean. Yeah, yeah. It was a real skill to be able to know when to turn it off yeah. and not run out of beer <laughs> or have too much beer in there. But, you, you know, you could you could have, oh, I think the lines held like three or four junks mm-hmm. and there was half a dozen lines. So you, they, your mates could be waiting for you, and you go, oh, here you go, you can take the beer from the lines. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I had, uh, the one I came, I used to work in a wine bar when I first left school, and uh, I used to, like, muck around in there all the time, mm. I just loved it, but, uh, and I got slowly but surely, they ended, I ended up serving behind the <coughs> bar. I noticed one day, the one of the guys used to just take the, uh, you know, the, like, the, the spring that holds the money down mm. in the cash till, and I saw him remove it a couple of times, and I couldn't work out what was going on. Because as we got busy in the evenings, the cash would literally stack up. And as it stacked up, as you were pushing the till in and out, it would roll down the back. Oh. And when the manager used to come to empty the cash till, he would just empty it by hand and walk off. And then while they were all busy, he'd lift mm. out the cash till and grab the cash. And it was always the shift after him that got done for money missing. And I caught him doing that. Oh. Like genius mind, that's, and I'm that's like, genius. It is. I'm like, why didn't you mm. put it used to good, yeah. not bad, my friend? Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, it's probably a good point to take a break here. Cool. Um, and we will talk about insights into what we've yeah. come across in our lives <laughs> and how to avoid sabotage in your business. Yeah. Uh, you know, and all the best wishes. I hope it isn't happening mm. for you. But if it is, here's some ideas on how mm. to stop it, undermining all your hard efforts. And uh, hopefully keep a bit more of the cash in your own pocket. Sounds good. All right, so it's goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from him. And we will see you next week. See you soon. Ciao.